You're listening to Halfway There, episode number 200, Randall Sean Garcia and the Father's Love for Us. I can't think of a better way to talk about what this show's all about. God loves your friends. Here's episode 200. Welcome to Halfway There. This is the show where we have honest conversations with ordinary Christians about today's Christian experience. I'm your host, Eric Nevins. Thank you so much for being here. I'm glad that you're here, and we've got a great story and conversation for you. If you haven't gone over to halfwaytherepodcast.com yet and jumped on the mailing list, would love it if you did that or left us a, a review in your favorite podcast app. That would be awesome. Uh, today, our guest, he's a fellow podcaster. He's an online businessman, and uh, he's got some cool things going. He also is somebody I met through New Media Summit. We always like to give a little shout-out to our friend Steve Olsher and uh, the New Media crowd over there. Uh, Randall Garcia. Randall, how are you? What's going on, Eric? I'm doing good. How it are is, you? It is great to have you here, and... Um, I'm welcome to halfway there. So tell us a little bit about you. I gave just that really brief overview and, uh, tell us about what you have going on right now. Well, right now, uh, a lot going on. So I don't know where you want me to start, but, <laughs> um, on, you know, on top of podcasting, I, I do, uh, have a, uh, several businesses. One of them that I'm launching, uh, it's a new project for me. It's called the Christian Leadership Network. Um, where basically I'm pulling together several different podcasts, uh, Christian podcasts, and we're creating a, a leadership network, and it's going to be online. It's going to be launching here pretty soon. In fact, it's up already. Uh, it's christianleadership.net. Uh, so for Christian leaders out there, you know, you might be interested in getting some leadership material or following along on the podcast. Um, so, you know, that that's probably what that probably best describes who I am. Christian leader, pastor. Uh, I, I also have uh, Christian businesses. So mm-hmm. everything is centered on Christ. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Uh, very cool. Well, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, as we go. Um, remind me, where are you from? Like, where'd you grow up? I'm from San Antonio, Texas, born and raised. Uh-huh. So I'm still here and I don't plan on leaving. There you go. And uh, actually, uh, my father was a pastor, or he is a pastor still to this day. He's, he planted a church 25 years ago. So uh, I'm, a, I'm serving as a pastor with him currently. Oh, gotcha. Okay. What, what kind of role do you serve in? So I'm a teaching pastor. Uh, recently, uh, once I graduated with my, I have my Master of Arts in Christian Ministry. I'm going for my MDiv right now. Um, but I stepped in on the pulpit. So that's, that's my part-time job there at the <laughs> church and my dad and I split time. So it's great. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a harrowing degree. It took me nine years to get a three-year MDiv. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. crammed it in. Yeah. Um, so I get that. Well, that that's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about you. So you definitely then grew up, sounds like in a Christian family. Did you, is probably a pastor's kid. So did you, uh, were you one of those like little hellion pastor kids or was it, uh, what, what, what were you like? Um, you know, uh, early on, you know, in my younger years, uh, before my teenage years, I was one of those like junior Bible quiz, like per <laughs> people that would like that knew, the kids that knew everything about the Bible. Went in the and, Bible drill. 
Yeah, I knew everything. I, 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 I was always very competitive. So anything that I can do to show people that I knew my stuff, it, it was, um, that's, that's what I did. So, uh, you know, in San Antonio, we have, well, I think the Assemblies of God has something called Royal Rangers. I did that. I did a whole bunch of things in the church. And uh, it wasn't till my teenage years where, yeah, I did grow up in faith in my, uh, you know, in the faith uh, in the church, but it wasn't until my teenage years where I, I, I really felt like uh, maybe all this superficial, just the biblical knowledge and stuff, it didn't really serve me because I needed to find God for myself. And so I'm sure that's what we'll be talking about today. And, uh, you know, I, I my story um, kind of took a, a different turn. I'm a PK, but there was definitely years where I uh, had to find God myself, walked away from him for a few years and ended up coming back as a young adult. So I'm happy to be where I'm at now. Oh, yeah. Well, I definitely want to go through all that because I think that it's there's you're not the only one, right? That's there's others that uh, go through that. And I think especially for, um, you know, it can be interesting for even parents who have kids who go that direction, right? Um, to, to remind us, hey, there's always hope and mm-hmm. keep praying for your kids. So, but yeah, I want to go through all that. Um, okay, so it sounds like you were kind of an achiever kid. You were kind of proving your that you've got the, uh, you know, you've got it down. You know all the Bible verses. You know all the, all the things. Um it, but then you mentioned that when you were a teenager, it kind of, you realized you had to change, figure it out for yourself. Uh, what was that like? Tell us that story. So, you know, I, I, I played sports in high school. I, I was a, a ba- I played basketball um, and uh, at a, at a high school here in San Antonio and, um, you know, just meeting new friends, people who would challenge uh, my faith or challenge my morals or, you know, what I stood for. Not not in a not in a a bad way, but challenging them because they were different from me. They had different backgrounds. They had different beliefs. They had different ways of doing things. They had different language. They had uh, different things to to occupy their time. <laughs> and so, real quickly, I found out that I didn't really have a personal, deep relationship with God. And this is actually me looking back um, because uh, I did you know, fall into a lot of temptations at a, at a young age, um, went away from God, uh, for quite a while. And when I say quite a while, probably from like 15 years old till about 21 years old. What what uh, was it that attracted you to those things? You know, I think it was just trying to fit in, um, trying to fit in. Uh, you know, I, I had a lot of biblical knowledge, so I knew that, uh, I knew what was right. I knew what was wrong. I knew what the Bible said, but at the same time, you know, I wanted the I wanted to be popular. I wanted to do things with the cool kids that we were doing. I wanted to be um, just like everyone else. And instead of being uh, a light, I just ended up fitting in with everyone else. And um, you know, looking back, it was because you know I had the knowledge, but I didn't have the heart to serve God. Mm. What do you attribute that to? Oh, well, like I said, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think this is something that I want to, um, you know, I'm pretty passionate about with my kids. Um, they're, they're not in high school yet, but it's really building the foundation, not based off of head knowledge, but off of a, a pure, um, 
heart for God. It's a heart, a heart to know him more, a heart to know him deeper. Because I think what it is, what it was, what I would attribute it to is simply just a, a, a shallow, a shallow faith. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I knew how to, I knew how to speak the churchy language. I knew what to say. I knew how to say it. I knew how to, I knew how to act. Um, but it wasn't, I didn't know Jesus. He was not real in my life and I was not allowing him to continually transform my thoughts and my minds and my actions. So, um, I think it just, I think I can attribute it just to a shallow, uh, understanding of who Jesus is, um, and what he's done for me and a shallow, a shallow faith in general. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'm a huge believer. So I think we've talked about this, but I'm a huge believer in the spiritual journey and, how people develop us. One of the reasons we do this show, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think that's so fascinating because there's there are definitely times you know knowledge is good, but it's not always enough, right? We also need an experience exactly. with Jesus um, in order. I, I'm, in fact, I'm convinced we don't change unless we have an experience with Jesus. That every exactly. change that we make in our lives or that He makes in our lives, it comes as a result of interacting with Him. Exactly. Yeah. So it sounds like you just didn't have that, and you know. When you're a young person, other things are more attractive, right? Like, yeah, it's just that's that's a reality. Um, okay, so you kind of you kind of walked away. Were, were you aware of not being close to God, or like, were you? Did you kind of have a? Did you have a sense that you should be coming back to God, or were you just like partying so, it up and living living? Yeah, um, I always I always had. Um, almost like, like a faith to fall back on, but it was definitely in the back. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, you know, I had moments and experiences throughout this time. It was, you know, a lot of people go through like a roller coaster when they're trying to figure out, am I going to live my life to serve God or am I not? That's That was kind of me. I had some, you know, experiences with God. If I went to a church retreat or something like that, or if, if I had a, you know, uh, gone to, gone through a class of some sort. Uh, I was getting bits and pieces, but honestly, I think it, it, it just wasn't a conscious and consistent decision for me to serve Christ. And so I ended up doing what um, all my friends did, um, you know, partying on the weekends, uh, you know, uh, smoking weed, doing things that mm-hmm. I um, regret, a, a lot of things that I regret. But, you know, if, if you want to talk about the journey uh, through all of that, uh, I, I remember a point in my life where I knew I was depressed and I was about 20, 21 years old. Um, I had, I, I had fell, fallen into a depression and I, that's when I realized that I need, I needed Jesus, uh, and I needed to know him deeper. So I think, it, I think you're right. I think it also comes with maturity, mm. um, because I still was young at 21 years old when I realized I needed Jesus. Uh, but it was my maturity to, to get me there. I realized that, you know, all of the things that I was doing was for nothing. It didn't make me feel better. In fact, it made me feel worse. And, um, I just, I do thank God that I have, I had a spiritual background and a pastor that's a dad (laughs) or my dad, that's a pastor, uh, to kind of go to in those times because, um, he, you know, I never asked him for advice growing up because I knew he would give, I know he would quote the Bible, <laughs> me. but at the same time, I, I really do appreciate the foundation he left in me because, you know, what's the, you know, what's the verse train a child in a way, they sh- in a way he should go. And 
when he go- grows old, he will not depart from it. That That is me right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you came back. So did you go to your dad? Like what, what happened? I, w- I had this one conversation with my dad where I just told him everything I did. <laughs> and I said, dad, I- I've been hiding a lot of things from you for years. And I just laid it all out and he just, he was quiet and he listened and um, he prayed over me and we moved forward. I expected, I expected a completely different reaction. It was just, but it was that of a, a loving father that's going to help me uh, move forward. So that's, that was a, that was great. Mm. I love that picture too of of you con- basically confessing your sins right to your father, yeah. literally to your father. But there's a way that that is also, it sounds like, um, if I can use the word sacramental, right in in the sense mm-hmm. that. Uh, like you're confessing to your father, but also maybe to your heavenly father. Exactly. Did it feel that way? For, yeah. You know, I, 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 I felt the need to tell my dad because uh, of the respect I have for him um, because of the man uh, who he is, the, the man that he is, uh, the leader that he is. I, I felt the need that I just needed to have that conversation with him. And yeah, I think it's a, it's a beautiful picture because uh, of the God we serve as well, that um, because of what he's done for us and because of who he is, we can go to him at any time and we can confess our sins. And so, yeah, it is, it's a great picture and illustration of that relationship there. And, um, you know, the way my dad responded, I think is kind of the way God responds in a certain way, not saying that my dad is God, but, (laughs) but he listened he he loved me. He prayed for me, and he encouraged me, and that's exactly what I needed at that point. And a lot of I think many times when we get caught up, uh, when people get caught up, because now I'm a pastor and I'm helping other people go through these same things and their journeys, and a lot of people feel shame and they feel um, they feel shameful about what they've done. They feel. Uh, that condemnation they feel all sorts of things and they feel like they can't go to God or they feel like they've done too much or they've gone too far or they feel like God will not forgive them. And and that's completely not true. I feel like that's, that's, um, I I felt like my dad would, was going to be very upset with everything that I was telling him, but he responded in such a loving way and he encouraged me to move forward and he was right there with me. And, um, that's, that's how our God is. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting that that um, experience that you had allows you to speak uh, really the same kind of life into others. Exactly. Yeah. And now I can see, you know, I can, I can relate to a lot of people because, um, well, a lot of now that I'm a pastor, you know, there's people that come to me and I'm sure uh, to you too, like you see a spiritual leader and they, Oh, they've always had it together. <laughs> right? Like, no, 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 no. Like, no, we, we all need God the same. We all need uh, the Lord's grace and mercy every single day for our lives. And, yeah. uh, but I can also relate for people who've been through what I've been through. Um, my mom uh, left my dad when I was 10 years old. So he spent 15 years as a single father. Uh, and uh, he's just, you know, he's always been the rock of our family. And um, it, I think a lot of a lot of the troubles growing up um, of trying to do everything alone 
weighed on him at times, but he was always a great, a great man uh, for me to follow and emulate. So um, it all kind of came together, that fatherly love at that moment. <laughs> wow. That is a really great story. I love that. That's wonderful. Okay. So you have this experience and then you go where, what happens? Like how, how did that start to develop? Did your faith change at that point? So let me, I think there's, there's a bridge here between me coming back to faith that moment with my dad. Um, there was a, uh, there was my brother's, my, my younger brother's best friend growing up actually, uh, he was murdered and he was, he was in a, the wrong place at the wrong time. Really. He's defending a friend who is leaving an abusive relationship and he was murdered. Um, and that was right around that time where I started reevaluating my life. Yeah. Although I had confessed to my dad, everything, uh, I still, that was like my moment where I stuck my foot in the sand. But at the same time, I wasn't, I wasn't completely like sold out for Jesus. I just knew I had to change something. And uh, not too long after that, my friend, my brother's best friend growing up was, was murdered. It, helped, it had me relook at my entire life. And when I was at the memorial service, I saw the legacy that this, this 20, I think he was, uh, 21 years old as well. Um, I saw the legacy that he left behind and I saw all of his friends passionate about Jesus. I saw people my age, passionate about serving God, passionate about reaching others, passionate about their faith. And at that moment, I knew that God was going to use me just the same. Mm. I knew that it wasn't just about me coming to know Jesus. It was much more than that because Jesus was, God was going to use me to reach others for him and for people who've gone through what I had gone through. And so uh, from that point forward, I, I never looked back. Uh, I've never looked back. That was, I'm 31 now. So that was about 10 years ago. And uh, just, just looking back at those two moments in my life, you know, coming and confessing everything to my father and then also seeing like, a vision of myself reaching others for God through that horrible situation that happened. It was just, it was that moment. Uh, it was another moment where I knew that God was calling me to uh, really uh, reach others for him. And of course we're all called to do that. Right. But I, I had, I had this, you know, kind of epiphany that really nothing else mattered in yeah. life. Nothing else mattered except for that. So um, and here I am 10 years later, uh, you know, serving God and, uh, just reaching others for him. And I, you know, by the way, I love, I love the, the realness of this podcast, um, how, you know, it's, it's all about the journey for you mm -hmm. because I think that we can learn so much or, you know, if there, there, there's a pastor's kid listening or somebody who's gone through what I do, who, who maybe, maybe there's someone who, um, had a, uh, maybe a good foundational faith when they were young, but they're coming back to God. I want, I want to encourage someone out there that, you know, Jesus is real. If you give him the chance, if he can be real mm -hmm. in your life, uh, there's nothing superficial about it. The, the, his love is deep and wide and it's a safe place. So, mm. um, that's, 
that's my God who I serve. Amen. Amen. Man, I've been so inspired. So I grew up, I should say, in a very, it's a fine tradition, evangelical tradition, very heady, um, and very, the emphasis was on um, the sacrificial atonement, right? The the mm-hmm. substitutionary atonement, which is, mm-hmm. that's fine and biblical, uh, but I've been really inspired recently by the idea of there's a whole other way to look at that called Christus Victor, where where Jesus is victorious over the sin and death, right? But he he then comes into the world for a whole different reason. He comes to seek and save, mm-hmm. and uh, I hear that in in what you were experiencing with God and how He not only uh, loved you through through all that, He brought you back, and then gave you something more uh, to aspire to and to, and to become. I believe that, you know, God has that for each and every one of us for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're, we're, uh, when, when we submit ourselves to him and we, uh, simply just want to do his will, right. And it's, he's, he's going to show us that next step of where we need to be. And of course it's all following his, his commands. We're all called, to the world to preach the good news to all creation and <laughs> fulfill yeah. the great commission yeah. and love God and love people. And so we're all called to, uh, you know, be disciple makers and we're all called to, uh, proclaim the gospel. And I think we're all going to be, do- we all should be doing it in different ways. And for me, uh, it all kind of came together for me to follow in my father's footsteps now. So, yeah. So how did you start to, um, you know, learn and grow from there? What, what steps did you take? So it's kind of funny, right? That, um, it's, you know, you, we serve a God and this is what I struggled with, um, is okay. How do you get close to God? Like <laughs> how yeah. do you, it's kind of like a basic question. And, uh, can't remember where I heard it. I don't know if I read it in a book. I don't know if I was, I listened to a podcast or I, I don't remember, but it was a while back. And, um, the way that I, you know, got to know God and I grew spiritually is it started with a two things. Um, someone told me, or I read somewhere, number one, um, remember who God is remember who God is. And so I started thinking, okay, who is God? Well, he's, um, he's the alpha, he's the omega, he's the beginning and the end. He's, you know, he's love, he's joy, he's peace, he's patience, he's kind, he's, you know, I started looking at all the attributes of what the Bible says about who God is, all the attributes. He's light, you know, and um, he's love and he has mercy and grace. And so I started thinking of the attributes and I'm thinking, wow, like that, we serve an amazing God and every single attribute we can go dive deep into uh, and we can see uh, who God is through his attributes, but we can also see God or we can also remember what he's done for us. So not just knowing who God is, but what he's done for us and uh, showing that unconditional love for us and wanting to, wanting to be present in our lives, leaving the 99 to come for Mm -hmm. us you know, when we're lost, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an, um, that was my first, um, kind of step in 
growing was focusing on those two things. And so I, I thought it was kind of a, it, it's, it's hard to put it into words of, okay, how do you get closer to God? Well, I know I'm supposed to read the Bible and pray and do all these spiritual practices and disciplines. But like what, for me, what it came down to is something so simple, right? Reflecting on who he was or who he is and reflecting on what he's done for me. And that alone was just like a, a revolutionary thing for me yeah. because I, I had all the knowledge, but that made him so real in my life at that point. And so I always tell people, you know, especially people new in their faith, um, I, I always lay out those two things. I say, you know, remember who he is and remember what he's done for you. And for me, that really just reignited my, my passion for God and my love for him. Yeah, absolutely. Were there any tools that you used during that time that were really helpful? Tools, uh, you know, um, I over the years I've I've gone through different ones. I remember I, I started using the Olive Tree Bible software on my iPad because, and I used to download commentaries and things like that, and different versions of the Bible, and I would I I dove deep into the Word. Now I use logos. It's a little bit more um, robust. Um, but like for simple tools, honestly, right now, I recommend the YouVersion Bible app. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's super simple. It's free. There's devotions on every single topic. A lot of times um, when I meet somebody who's new to faith, I pull out my YouVersion Bible app and I find them a plan that fits, you know, the season of their life that they're in. And I just, I love I love several things about that. I love the streak counter. <laughs> I know it's, yeah. not, it, you know, you shouldn't only look at the streak, but what it did is it for people like me, it motivates me that I don't want to miss a single day. You know, I, I, I want to keep myself accountable. I want every single day to start and end with, uh, you know, with a devotional, with uh, time with God. And so that really motivated me to make it a daily habit. And so, yeah, the, I, I would say, tools like that along with just simply the bible <laughs> yeah. i have several bibles in different um trans uh translations but um yeah i mean opening the word uh is always the first place to start absolutely yeah i think that's great um that's interesting it doesn't surprise me as an achiever that you love keeping the streak that's good <laughs> i always tell people like don't get me wrong like it's not about the streak right <laughs> but at the same time for people like like me i think it's like it's one of those motivating factors right. like oh my goodness you know i missed a day i i ruined my week <laughs> there's a there's there's a uh, some things that you got to be careful with when you're looking at your streak but <laughs> yeah well the streak i suspect for you and correct me if i'm wrong but the streak for you is about motivation right it keeps you correct. coming back how do you as i'm always curious about this how do you make it about the lord instead of about the streak <laughs> well um that's funny that you say that <laughs> because we we uh we uh my wife and i um, we, we talk through our devotionals together and we ask each other questions. So a lot of times, um, we, you mean you and your wife, my wife, yeah, my wife yeah. and I, uh, we talk through our devotionals. So we're always doing a marriage devotional and we talk through it. We're always doing another one on the word or, you know, going through a book of the Bible. Uh, I actually have an open Bible study network of over 500 people in a Facebook group. It's called the LX3, LX3 stands for love, live, lead. Um, it's an open, 
Bible study Facebook group, and there's over 500 individuals that are a part of it. And so we go through the YouVersion Bible app devotionals together. So what I've made it about is, you know, I want I want people to engage with the study and engage with the word, not just simply open the app, read it quickly, and then move on, right? So uh, I've, I've done several things in my life to make sure that I'm applying what I'm learning. Uh, and as a pastor now and have that, having that Facebook community, it keeps me accountable and it also keeps others accountable who are going through the devotions together, uh, you know, to apply those, those things that we're going through. Like, for example, right now we're going through, well, we actually finished a seven-day devotion on prayer and we're doing another one on prayer because I really think that prayer is extremely, like it's an extremely important topic, especially right now, you know, as, as we're yeah. recording this COVID-19, right? Um, I don't know when this is going to publish, but <laughs> let's hope um, it's all over by the time I yeah, publish, but we'll see. It's probably yeah. going to be over by the time, <laughs> but right now we have really doubled down on prayer. And then, so we're also doing like, um, I, so make a long story short, it's, it's not just about opening the app. I like to you know, bring in other resources and get people to engage with what we're learning. Um, and that, that, and myself included. So, um, it's, it's definitely not about the streak, although I do want 365 days this year. So (laughs) that's great. (laughs) I like it. You know what? I, I've, the Lord is giving me more appreciation for you achievers. I am not one of those people. I don't care. In fact, it demotivates me to have to like keep the whole thing going. That's just how I am, and so it's okay to be be wherever you are. I love that you're focusing on prayer as well. That is so important. Um, I one of my big things is prayer is a lot more than just what we would call intercession, right? Just asking mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. for things, and that's super important. I mean, that's 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 part of it. You have not because you ask mm-hmm. not has been a verse the Lord has been impressing on me. But uh, exactly, but it is it is about communion with the Lord as well. And, and, uh, you know, a few other things like, uh, the, like doing like a lacto lacto divina mm-hmm. kind of, kind of a devotion. Uh, we went through one of those. And so I encourage people as we're going through them to continue that practice, meditating on the word, um, you know, building other spiritual habits as well. So, uh, I encourage people this week, I said, I encourage if you don't do this already, maybe you pray standing up. Maybe you pray laying down before you go to bed. Maybe you pray in a chair. Get on your knees. Yeah. <laughs> pray. Engage your body. And so, yeah. And so it, little things like that is um, it takes it takes me away from making it about the streak. I know yeah. um, it's kind of a funny thing. I, I think it helps. I think it helps certain people. But then, it, like you said, it demotivates others. I think it just depends on your personality. <laughs> right. Which is fair. And that's one of my things I'd like to impress on people is, hey, do what works for you, right? Because you are made in a certain way and it doesn't have to look like everybody else. I think my impression exactly. growing up was always that it was, it had to look in a certain way or else I wasn't doing it right. And that's mm-hmm. just not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and exactly. in fact, that stunts people's growth when you think that. So that I love that we can make room for everybody. Uh, how did you yeah. discover Lectio Divina? Um, I, well, I've known about it for a while and I, I'm trying to figure out how, how I first stumbled upon it. I, it had, it had to have been in, I read a lot. It's, it had to have been in a book. 
Yeah. Um, and I love the just, you know, reading scripture, short verses or, you know, paragraph or two or three verses and just meditating on the word. And so uh, my brother and I love that kind of uh, meditation on the word. So uh, we've we've been doing that with our church for quite a while, um, just making sure that 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 uh, people are doing mm. the Lactio Divina. Do you, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You like that. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite. So I I kind of stumbled onto it in seminary. I found myself, because you know when you're in school, I want to talk about you going mm-hmm. to school, but uh, you're studying the Bible in a very academic way, right? You're exactly. digging into things. You're reading um, commentaries, and you're talking about grammar and uh, historical, you know, tradition, yep. all these things, right? Which is great. It's a, It's amazing. I love learning all that, but it really can disconnect you from God and, and the purpose. And so I found myself during school um, already doing this. And for me, the first passage was Romans 8. I had to teach it in Sunday school. So I studied it and taught it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was like, this is really a fascinating passage. And it turns out that's the passage that Martin Luther was meditating on when he you know, exploded the world and created the Protestant Reformation. Um, but, but the, so I'm, I'm studying this and I'm going, okay, or I'm, I'm thinking about it. I found myself returning to it over and over again. And then there would be little sections that I would just be meditating on and thinking about, and I'd be thinking about in the shower while I'm driving or whenever. And that's how I kind of stumbled onto Lectio. And then later I, I learned imaginative prayer and Lectio practice from a Jesuit priest at a retreat house near us. Um, but that became for me, it was just a way of prayer and a way of engaging scripture that was just unlike anything else I'd ever learned. And I didn't realize it was okay. <laughs> right. So that's why I'm always exactly. curious. Uh, I love that you're yeah. teaching others how to do that. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's like for, for example, so, so right now I'm doing every, every morning at seven thirty AM, I get on Facebook live and we kind of have this, prayer group there's a bunch of people who log on to facebook and i pray different topics every day and uh literally someone today this morning talked about romans 8 doing lactio divina yeah <laughs> like uh, and because we, we talked a little bit about depression and anxiety and um in, in this morning's prayer and she says that she she said romans 8 is great for that topic she says we're going to do lactio divina on romans 8 um because that's, you know, it deals, it helped me through my depression. Uh, and of course, it's not just for depression. There's yeah. a lot in oh, there in Romans 8. I mean, it's like, it hits on so much, but it's just funny. It's interesting that you said Romans 8. You're like, wow, we literally were talking about <laughs> that this morning. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, every time I do a Lacto Divin, I see the word of God applied to my life in a different way. And it's just, you know, the Holy Spirit, I believe, speaks through meditating on the word um in in a new way every single time like for example a few days ago we were talking about my wife and I were talking about um parenting right and she's being a little nervous and I was doing a lacto divina on um don't be anxious for anything (laughs) (laughs) and it was just funny that uh I had never really attributed that for me for parenting um uh, and I started meditating on it. I said, you know what? There's some truth here. Like it says, don't, you know, don't be anxious for anything. And so we started talking about it and dissecting that, that particular verse. And 
it was like the Holy Spirit was speaking to us in a new way as parents. And I'm like, I, every time I read that, I would think, well, let, don't be anxious about what to wear, what to eat, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about that stuff. But when it came to me as a dad and for her as a mother, I was like, whoa, like, you know, God is our heavenly father and he's going to take care of us and we should parent just like that. So anyways, it was, it's, it's a great practice. Yeah, it is. And I love, I love how you said that, that it helps you apply the word of God to your life in new ways. And it's really, it's as much about listening as it is about, you know, trying to find those things. And it's sort of the opposite of achieving. That's very interesting. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Okay. Well, so you decided to go to school eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, so how did you make that decision and what was that what was that like? Yeah, so uh, last year in 2019, I, I, did a, <laughs> I did a lot of schooling really, really fast. So I did 36 hours for my Master of Arts in Christian Ministry. I did 36 hours in 10 months. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. It was crazy. It was a lot of work and it was stressful at times, but uh, I did it. And the big reason was because um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to have that before I actually even did part-time ministry as a pastor. Um, and so that was that was one of my goals and of course being a pastor's kid, I didn't want anyone to think, "Oh, you know, he's just he's a pastor just because his dad is, you know, I was like, no, I'm going to work for it. <laughs> nice. And so I, and also, you know, just to, just to say that I did it, I, I think that that adds uh, some uh, accountability <laughs> to our church, making sure that, you know, we, our pastoral staff has all gone through uh, Bible school. Yeah. Um, I, I spent the last 10 years of, of well, Actually, I've been, I've pretty much owned my own business since I was in high school. But so I've always been in business. I've always been a businessman. I've uh, launched online businesses. I have an insurance agency brokerage. I have 15 agents that produce under me right now. So that's what I do full time. But right now I'm in this transition mode of, okay, what's my next step? I'm part time as a pastor and I went to school uh, at Liberty University. That's where I got my degree from and still going until I get my MDiv. And so right now I'm kind of in this transitional phase of, okay, what's that next step? What is my, what is the ministry that God is calling me to do? Um, Is it to take over my, you know, my dad's going to be 60 coming up and he's, he's already looking up, uh, uh, you know, he's thinking about succession. Is that what God's will is for my life? Is that something that he wants me to do? Is it, is it podcasting? Am I going to reach people through podcasts? Is it both? Is it, do I continue to keep my business? So right now, um, going to school is really fun because it's taught me that I know nothing (laughs) (laughs) and I have a lot to learn and I'll never, ever stop learning. And it's also given me just an opportunity to reflect and, you know, ask God what my next steps are, um, in, in my ministry that he's called me to do. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you hear about churches where it's, uh, you know, the, the the kid takes over and it's just sort of this, uh, you know, assumed kind of position, right? But I'm glad that you're exactly. you're contemplating it and asking the Lord to say, well, where what are you leading us to do? Where should where should we go next? Exactly, and I think you know He'll make it crystal clear for us. And you know, we have a a, a board of elders that also oversees it. So at the end of the day, it's not even my even though my dad's the lead pastor. 
he's not the one who makes the final decision. So I believe that if God wants me to do that, you know, he's going to speak to everyone involved in that decision-making yeah. process. But in the meantime, I, all I know is that God's called me into ministry of some sort. Um, and right now I am a teaching pastor. I am a podcaster. I am a business owner. I'm going to do ministry in all three of those areas the best that I can. Um, and if he asks me to pivot or shift any of that, I'm, I just have to humble myself and <laughs> go where he wants me to go. So I wanted to ask you about though, your podcast, cause you're, you're taking your, you have a millennial leadership show and you're moving that to the Christian mm-hmm. leadership show. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to ask you why you thought you wanted to do, to go that direction. So, um, Right now, what I'm thinking of, well, not what I'm thinking of doing. Right now, what I am doing is I'm creating something called the Christian Leadership Network. And there's going to be multiple podcasts on different topics. So you'll have like the Christian Leadership Show. Um, you'll have the Lead at Home, Win at Life. That's a podcast that my wife and I do. Um, and that podcast uh, is for people who want to lead better at home in marriage and parenting. Uh, we love, we're, we're very passionate parents and spouses. <laughs> so we're very passionate on those topics. And, um, you know, even the, the millennial leadership show, uh, I, I, I think that there's uh, also a conversation for next generational leaders. You know, how are we building up the next generation? So what I'm what I've decided to do is take uh, is to build the Christian leadership network and have different podcasts on different topics. And so God's using all of those shows in different ways mm. um, going forward. So that's that's kind of the plan right now. The Christian leadership network is already live, um, but we're going to continue to build off of that. Very cool. I love that. Um, okay, so people can find you at your website is randallgarcia.com. Is that right? Uh, Randall S. Garcia. Randall S. Garcia. All right. Yeah, I, I go by Randall Sean. Uh, you so you can find me online, Randall Sean Garcia, um, or you can go to christianleadership.net. Perfect. Wow. Uh, Randall, I love this. I, I think it's really, um, I, I just hear a lot of, uh, humility and joy in following the Lord in your story. And it, it definitely encouraged me. I know it'll encourage our friends as well. Um, is there anything you want to leave us with? I just want to encourage you to move forward. I just want to encourage you wherever you're at, wherever you're at in your faith journey is to continue putting one foot in front of the other. Um, one day at a time, taking one step at a time, one moment at a time, seeking God and trusting him. You don't have to get it all right at once. Our God's, our God is uh, sovereign. He's, his grace is sufficient. He loves you. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't change every aspect of my life the way I wanted to all in one night, <laughs> in right. one day. Um, it's a journey. And that's why I love the way this show is uh, focused on the journey. This is, this journey will never end. Continue to put one foot in front of the other and trust God that he's going to guide your next step. Wow, I believe that the journey will never end. I often say that, uh, in fact, it was the first thing I learned from this podcast, that the journey doesn't end. Even in eternity, we will still be learning about the Lord, right? Because you can't exhaust the knowledge of an infant God. Exactly. Yeah. 
I love that. To that. Randall, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story um, and your work and your business. I've got links to your website. I've got links to the Facebook group, your LX3 Facebook group, everything else that we talked about at halfwaytherepodcast.com. 